This presentation of Tech Savvy RTs is another in the continuing education series provided by the Advanced Health Education Center. This presentation deals with imaging technology today and informatics for medical imaging specialists. Hey, I'm an x-ray tech, not an IT tech. Well, you do have to know a little bit about IT, and so this presentation will address the basic IT and informatics knowledge associated with medical imaging, but concentrate on the parts used by technologists in their daily work. What do you mean, ologist? Well, what we mean is a person who uses scientific knowledge to solve practical problems. The methods of application of an art or science as opposed to mere knowledge of the science or art itself is the definition for technologist. Well, I can remember back in the day when we utilized photographic processing for all of our images, but that's gone away in the last 20, 30 years. Today, we have a new paradigm. In electronic imaging, the functional parts of conventional radiography have been separated into three areas, image capture, image storage, and image display. Today's images are different. Today's images are digitized, so we have to understand the digital process as well as the process of the information technology related to that. Medical imaging is both an art and a science. Without the practical hands-on knowledge and working with patients, the science does us very little good. It is the application of the science where imaging technologists excel. Technology changes so quickly that it's hard to keep up with the changes. What holds true for today may not be true for tomorrow. Let's take a little look at how imaging has evolved. In 80s, CT and ultrasound were the premier imaging modalities of the future. Once we got into the 90s, we switched over to digital imaging, which then gave us MRI, PET, and PET spectroscopy. And today, we're using anatomical registration or functional imaging with PET-CT, PET-MR, and a number of other different types of imaging modalities. We are now entering molecular imaging with molecular therapeutics and molecular diagnostics, which will be the future. Information technology deals with network design, maintaining the network, and upgrading the network. We're going to take a look at the IT that pertains to medical imaging. Information technology changes so fast that it becomes confusing. And really what we'd like to do is just send everything up to the cloud. That way the informatics is somebody else's problem. But most of us are stuck with archaic systems. If you take a look at IT technology lifetime, you'll see that hardware and software can only last about five years. The only thing that remains constant is the standards and the network storage. As medical imaging professionals, we should understand DICOM, HL7, and IHE standards. As we all know, with the changes in software and hardware and vendor-specific terminology, it can be quite confusing. We need to be aware of what the standards are and how they apply. These standards impact directly upon acquisition of images, the radiology information system, and the PAC system. You don't need a direct knowledge of networking or computers or the interoperability of uh, network systems. That's IT's job. We just need to know how that affects our radiology process. 
Remember, IT has a lot of responsibility just in radiology, but they also have the entire hospital and hospital information systems to cover. Let's talk about jargonology. We all have our own jargonology. When you came into the medical field, you had to learn medical terminology, and then you found out everybody had their own little jargonology like KUB and IVP. IT has their own jargonology, sort of like POTS, which stands for Plain Old Telephone System, or RAID, a redundant array of independent disks. We need to be able to communicate. Let's start with the industry standards. DICOM is Digital Imaging Communications in Medicine. HL7 is the text, or Health Level 7. And IHE is Integrating the Healthcare Enterprise, which gives us a standardized methodology of implementing procedures. Vendors use IHE standards to be able to talk to other vendors' equipment. DICOM just allows equipment to talk to other equipment, so they are working together. DICOM does not define the system's architecture. It does not specify any set of requirements or rules required in the packs. DICOM is a standard for equipment to communicate. Let's take a little closer look. Here we see a DICOM header where the information is stored in specific places. And these places are identified by computer tags. Analyzing this header, we can see everything from how many shades of gray we had to how much exposure, what type of equipment, what the date was, who the patient was. As we look at this, we see it as a detailed and complete record of everything that pertains to that specific image and that specific examination. This information is communicated between the modalities, the radiology information system, and the PACs. It is simply a picture of how the image was acquired and what the image contains. Using DICOM, we can create a number of reports, including how much dose the patient received. Let's take a little bit of a look at what uh, DICOM actually does. DICOM defines the physical and logical storage media formats that are used. DICOM defines information objects. The standard is object-oriented and defines objects for graphic, images, studies, reports, etc. Remember, it's a computer, so the information is very basic. It would be like Find CT and Open CT, two different steps. In DICOM, this is a subject-object pair, or SOP. DICOM defines network protocol, which includes negotiations to allow devices to agree on permitted functions. DICOM also specifies if a device conforms to the standard so that data can be exchanged. DICOM also introduces explicit information objects, not only for images and graphics, but also for waveforms, reports, printing, etc. And DICOM defines message format and encoding. This means no matter where you are in the world, you are able to communicate with another computer that is DICOM conformant. So it's just what it says it is, digital communication in medicine. Once we understand how to communicate the images, what we really need to do now is have some way of organizing these into a step-by-step -step process 
to accomplish the tasks that we wish to accomplish. This is the standard IHE, Integrating the Healthcare Enterprise. IHE promotes the coordinated use of established standards such as DICOM and HL7 to address specific clinical needs in support of, of optimal patient care. An example is the MPPS, Modality Performed Procedure Step, which gives us step-by-step -step how the patient proceeds through the department and their images are created. Utilizing these standards should simplify the equipment, the procedure, and how you're able to image. Unfortunately, every year at the RSNA down in the basement, the vendors get together and they try to message between different vendors and their equipment utilizing IHE standards, and many times they are unable to communicate. This is because they have proprietary software or some other glitch in their system. HL7. This looks a lot more complex than it really is. What we're talking about here is how we can sit at our computer and create a message and it's sent to another computer and how that message is brought onto that computer so that the person can read it exactly as we had created it. Just think about an email. When you send an email, doesn't it look exactly the same on the person at the receiving end? There has to be some standard to make that happen. And HL7 is the standard worldwide for the transfer of clinical and administrative data between software applications. In other words, the text. The OSI, or Operating Systems International Model, stands alone as an independent module. What it basically does is set up the context in which we are able to transport images and information. Here we see the OSI 7-layer model as one user transmits the information to another user. We are only interested in the application layer, which is how we create and send messages. The other portion is how the messages are distributed all the way through the physical length, and that's for IT. So as we can see here, we're interested on the seventh level, that's why it's called HL7, and what we're interested in is basically the HIS, the RIS, the PACs and modalities. For the hospital information system and the radiology information system, HL7 is used for admission, discharge, and transfer of data, orders and scheduling information, and radiology reports. In the imaging department, it's used for data validation, patient information, and updates. It also enables work list management and prefetching of films from storage, and it allows physicians to view images and reports simultaneously. The HL7 standard. The standard currently addresses the interfaces among various systems that send or receive the following types of data, like patient admission and discharge, or queries and resources about patient scheduling. We'll also be looking for orders, results, and clinical observations using text. And of course, billing and master file updates and medical records all require text as well as scheduling, patient referral, and patient care information. Health Level 7 is the industry standard uh, for dealing with interchange of data between systems and healthcare enterprises. And we exchange a lot of data in radiology. So we have a lot of data in radiology that requires text. Everything from orders and discharge all the way to uh, 
taking a look at our records and observing what they say. Without HL7, both PACS and the radiology information system would not be viable, let alone all of the other systems within the hospital. We see images and we read text. That's why HL7 is important. Images need more than just patient contrast of tissue. Images also need to have descriptive data within them. At a minimum, each image should have the patient's name, the date, and the facility that the image was taken at. With the more complex and sophisticated imaging modalities today, HL7 or text is imperative because we need to annotate our images. Let's take a look at this image. Do you see more information than the patient name and the patient ID? Yeah, we see the accession number. We also see the exam description and the patient dose. So we're able to get a complete set of facts to combine with our images. Okay, well HL7 allows the machines to talk to each other and exchange text data, including things like registration and discharge information, lab results and reports, but HL7 was not designed to handle image data. Image data is handled by DICOM, Digital Imaging Communications and Medicine. Let's look at this graphically. Remember, DICOM is medical images, RIS is text, HIS is text. So in this image, we're gonna see how ultrasound images are put together. First of all, we have the information coming in from the RIS. It goes to the HIS, and then down to the HL7 interface. That HL7 interface goes over to the HL7 processor, which interfaces with our database. Next, we see the ultrasound machine communicating the DICOM image to that same database. The database puts together or interfaces the text and the language so that on our ultrasound image, we can have all the information available to see about the patient. So it's fully annotated. What would the image look like without the HL7? Who is this? When was it taken? How much dose? All these questions need to be annotated on our image. Remember, in just acquiring the image, we have a lot of complexity. Here we can see all the computer manipulation of the data just to provide us with the image, and yet we have no text. Let's add some text. Obviously, today's medical imaging is more than image acquisition. There's a lot of things that the radiographers or medical imaging specialists of today need to know that we did not need to know in years past. Let's take a look at how an image is created and note in this particular demonstration the image is actually a film-based image which is shown on a view box. Today we don't use view boxes, we actually use monitors. In the past we'd take the film, look at it on the view box and go ahead and take it to the file room. Today, as soon as your image is completed and the process is finished, it is in the hospital information system where everyone can take a look at the image and all the information associated with that. So today's knowledge base is dramatically different from the knowledge base we had when we utilized a photographic process for film screen imaging.
There are multiple events that happen before the images are taken, read by the radiologist, and stored in the packs for distribution. Each one of these tasks demonstrated above is a computer-based task and we have to be able to transfer the information smoothly. One typo or computer glitch and we're in trouble. That is why we rely on the information technologist to support the medical imaging department and keep us up and running. Well, what is the hospital information system? It's a system used to store and retrieve patient information and it can be and is linked to the radiology information system. The information is stored in databases and databases are simple. We only want to access the data that is pertinent to what we're doing or our task. We don't want all the information stored in the database. We can select the information we need from a number of different databases to perform our task. The databases are indexed to allow for rapid access to the different tables. We use number of databases to gather the information we need. The HIS and the RIS are just distributed databases. They are database tables. They are simple, two-dimensional, and they hold all the data. They hold the data in both rows and columns. The rows have the records and the columns have the fields. This is how we organize data for each application. By selecting fields and records, we can select the specific data that we want to work with. Here's an example of an admission and discharge table. If you take a look at the columns, we have the medical record number, the last name, the middle initial, the first name, and the patient's sex. These are in columns. Now, looking horizontally at rows, we have records. So the first record we would get, the medical record number is 1274829. That is Peggy S. Hoosier and she is a female. This demonstrates the ease of using distributed tables. Here's an example of another table and in this table we can see that we could associate the medical record number so the first number would be Peggy Hoosier 1274829. We know her study number is 960345 and she had a bone study. The report associated with that bone study is shown in the final column. The medical record number is imperative in keeping all the information organized. Now that we have the study, we could even drill down farther to find out what the specific images in the study might be. Combining all these databases together will help us to accomplish our task. Information is the basis for everything we do in a digital system. Of course we need rapid access and this is why the medical record number is imperative. By utilizing the medical record number we have the basis to search all the information on a particular patient. So let's take a look at this process in use. Here we have the HIS patient summary access and you'll note here we have all the information on the patient we have their contacts, their employer, all the way through the insurance, and we also have all the hospital information, such as the radiology tests, where we can go down and pick out what we need specifically. 
This allows authorized users to get the information they need very quickly and search through the information for what they need. So let's click on Radiology Report. We can search through the Radiology Reports to find what we need, or we can get a search very quickly by utilizing the medical record number and the patient's name. This image simply shows a test report which we could pull up. It is an example of how we pull up reports in the hospital information system. In addition to reports, we can also pull up images. Now remember, the monitors used for the uh, hospital are generic. They are not diagnostic monitors like the radiologists use. So the monitors when you pull up the images from the hospital information system are for information only. They are not for diagnosis. The heart of what you're going to be working with is the radiology information system. You actually never see the PACS. PACS is just basically a digital file room. On the other hand, the radiology information system is a computerized database used by the department to store, manipulate, and distribute patient radiological data and imagery. The system generally consists of patient tracking and scheduling, results reporting and image tracking capabilities. Let's take a look at the key functionality of the RIS. Okay, its integration to external systems like the HIS and the PACS allows us to do scheduling of our rooms and resources. It provides the examination details we need for our requests. It gives us image management of tracking of the records and reports and transcriptions. It also holds the dose records. In addition, it has statistic records that we can use for management, such as the examination numbers and equipment utilization. Each one of the radiology information systems is unique, and you have to be able to make sure that this system can integrate with your PACS and also with your hospital information system. Most radiology information systems commonly have these features. They have patient registration and scheduling, patient list management, they interface with the modality via work list. This provides a radiology work list for the radiologist and the modality work list for the technologist. The systems also support request and document scanning, entry of results, reporting and printout of results, results delivery including faxing and emailing of clinical reports to physicians, as well as many other functions. Other functions include appointment booking, PACS workflow, the ability to create custom reports, the interfaces for HL7 to the PACS, and also for HIS and RIS in addition to RIS and PACS interface. This system can also be used for billing and has a number of rule engines incorporated. Did you enjoy this podcast? The remainder of this course is available via our famous webinar program. To view our course schedule, just visit us online at www.aheconline.com or give us a call at 1-800-239-1361. See you soon.